Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What's going on, everybody? It's Dave Mormon, Home Service Business Coach, coming at you here for another episode. I want to thank you for tuning in today. Um, as you guys know on this show, I want to try to bring you as much practical value as I can into your business uh, as I look at uh, what I'm doing personally and professionally in the world. I always want to be bringing value, whether it's a audio form like this, whether it's uh, some training, whether it's live coaching, whatever it is, I always want to be bringing value. So um, I think that's probably why you're tuning in today. You saw the title, it caught your eye. And, you know, there's things when you're creating content that you can look at and say, hey, I could record some, you know, content around this or the value piece. And sometimes, uh, in my opinion, some people overdo it with like, oh, here's the steps to get to, you know, whatever revenue a month, just do this, do this. But, you know, I wanted to come at it today and really talk about like three really key things when you boil it all down, like really at the end of the day, what's those macro level things that need to get done in order to scale up your service business. Now, this could be pressure washing, could be painting. Um, we have a Christmas lights division as well. Uh, I've worked with uh, junk removal companies. I've worked with plumbing companies. It's like, these are just the things that need to get done in order to scale this thing up. And so I've chosen 100K a month for the title. Quite honestly, you'll probably start having these building blocks dropping into place even when you're at 50K a month. And even beyond 100K a month, like these are still tried, tested, and true principles, not just in my service business, but also in the ones that I'm coaching to scale up. You need to get these three kind of key pillars in uh, in order to in order to grow this thing. Okay, so um, yeah, before we dive into the to the three, we're just gonna shout out the uh, show sponsors here before we dive in just for a minute. Uh, so nice job is our first one. Nice job. Uh, really helps us get more five-star reviews in our business. So if you want to check that out, the link's in the show notes for you. What I love about Nice Job, anything that can make my life as a consumer easier, uh, as a business owner, I'm probably going to vote for it and look at doing it. Um, I want to have a brand, a business that's very customer-centric, right? We always want to be keeping things simple for our customers. And in the process, like the life cycle of our customers, it's my job as a business owner, you want to try remove friction and just make it very easy for them. You know, that uh, button back in the day from Staples, you could slam it. It was like this red button with white, you know, white letters that said like the easy button or something and you slam it and it, and it spits out and says, you know, that was easy. That's what we want to do with our customers. We want them saying, wow, that was easy. Um, super, super frictionless, super easy process. So nice job is the bomb for five-star review generation. And then uh, Jobber, as you guys know, you've listened to enough podcasts here. Uh, they're our CRM. Uh, they're the brain of our business. They help organize everything soup to nuts. 
Uh, we've got a few thousand customers uh, now that we store in there, as well as schedule our crews, collect payments. Um, even our crews can collect tips now. Jobber rolled that out late last year, and that's been incredible for our business. We've got technicians lining up getting tips uh, from our customers for the service that they provide. So that's been fantastic. So similar to Nice Job, you can check out Jobber there in the show notes uh, there in the description. So let's dive in. Let's transition in. What are those few key steps to scale up your service business to 100K months? Uh, hopefully you're ready with some notes uh, to get some maximum learning that you can on this episode here. So the first thing you got to do, and these aren't in any order, they're just three things you got to get done, okay? The first one is you got to get off the service truck, get off the truck. So when you're scaling this thing up, you might have quit your corporate job or your other opportunity, whatever you're doing, and you're like, hey, I'm going into business full time. Awesome kind of that first marker people have in their brain is like get to 10k a month right if i could get to 10k a month i could quit my job and do my thing and usually like you'll see the vision for that with yourself being on the truck right i could go out and crush jobs four or five days a week i could make 10 grand a month um, a lot of that's going to be very profitable that's kind of like your first vision for this thing right like let's just prove to ourselves this is a business and when i got my cleaning business going it was like I had to get this thing up to 100K before I could like quit it and be like quit my other job and be like, hey, this is my full time gig. This is what I'm doing. So that's kind of your first thing is to get off the truck if you want to move from that 10K journey to 20K months, 50K months and 100K months. You just you got to be off the truck, right? I've not yet met a service business owner that can push you know, 750 to a million dollars just themselves in the truck, right? I'm sure it exists. Uh, but it's very, very rare. The highest I've heard is uh, a fellow actually in not a competitor of ours, but in our kind of service area. Um, he does about 400 every year uh, just by himself. And he's like very niche, very profitable roof cleaning, uh, very low materials and does like quite well for himself. Right. But again, that's like a very high paid job, not necessarily a business that can run uh, without him. OK, so that's kind of like the upper echelon anytime you like like to grow 100k a month like you got to be building it with people business is a team sport and like if you just want to stay in your lane and do 10 or 20k a month with you and a helper maybe like totally possible and that's like the vast majority of cleaning businesses across the country right is like sub two hundred fifty thousand dollar businesses very fragmented industry lots of people running around with like a high-paid job but not a business and that's what i believe i'm on earth is to help these people transition into actually grow a business that can serve them and their family okay so you got to get off the truck like it's just you can stay on it to 10k 20k maybe 30k a month but beyond that you're not scaling this thing up and what this business needs ultimately it needs your time and it needs your effort and your energy to grow to the next level when you're dumping in your time and energy every single week every single day like on the truck to go fulfill the work for your customers like it's going to it's going to feel like you're so busy and it's great but really it's that feeling that is blinding you from avoiding the higher level tasks, right? And I call it the worst trade you can make in a service business is when the owner trades out working on the business and building systems and designing the business and they trade that to go jump in the truck 
and go fulfill the thing. Like you just chopped your income earning ability, in my opinion, in like not even half, like you chopped it in like 20% of what you could be making if you were spending time building systems, right? When you jump in the truck, you're making what, 20, 30, $40 an hour. When you're systematizing, building systems, you're making one, two, three, four, five hundred $500 an hour. And it's just because you can't see that money right away. That's why people jump out and they're like, hey, the customer is willing to pay me $600. I'll take that bait and jump in and go do it uh, versus like sit in my office and make $300 an hour, even though that payoff's not going to come for longer down the road. So I get why people do it. Um, it, for me personally, like it just wasn't a huge struggle. I think for the owners that are more technically minded of like operational excellence, it's gonna, and, and if you also just sit in the truck for months or years, it's gonna get harder to get off it. For me, I was only on it in my cleaning business for a couple months learning the business. And then I was like, okay. I understand more how this business works where I need to be putting my time. I've got to get off the truck. I've got to be able to grow this thing. So that's like step one. You've got 2000 hours a year. If you work full time on or in this business for the companies doing like one or 200 grand a year, they're taking those 2000 hours and saying, thank you very much. I'm going to put, you know, 1682 of them are going to go working on the truck. And then I'm going to use my remaining, whatever the math is on that 318 or something, I forget. Um, they're going to use that and work on the business, right? And the inverse is also true of the owner that's doing 750 to a million. They're saying, hey, I'm 2000 hours. I'll be on the truck, maybe 96 of those, right? I might work two weeks on the truck just to train my crews. And the other 1904 hours, I'm going to be actually working on the business and there's everywhere on that continuum. You've got to find yourself on that uh, sliding scale where you would be, but it, it's just businesses literally in life is like an output of the inputs that you put in. So if you say, I'm going to work on the truck, your business is going to hit a ceiling very quick. It'll be profitable, but it's not going to be able to run without you. So just be very clear what decision you're making. But if you're listening to this episode, you're like, hey, I want to get to 100K months. Well, guess what? You got to get off the truck. So that's number one, okay? Number two goes almost hand in hand with number one. You freed yourself off the truck. Now, what are you doing? And you might think I'm going to say here, you got to be building systems. Well, I'm not. I'm actually going to be saying you've got to be marketing and selling like an absolute savage, right? And that's where, again, we sign up for business because we love to pressure wash or we love to fix things in homes or we love to paint houses. It's that love of like the artisan or the technician, as Michael Gerber calls it, that we sign up to do the thing, but we're fundamentally confused on what the business is, right? If you want like a real meaty business book, what business am I in? Read a book called uh, The Automatic Customer by John Warlow. That'll set you straight of like, wow, we actually need to figure out how much our leads cost and how much it costs to acquire customers and what's a lifetime value of our customer and how do I rebook people on, on recurring schedules? Like those are more the questions we need to ask. And those are at a deep root of like marketing and sales. And so personally, like that's been a strength of mine more than being on the truck and fulfilling like every square inch of like a super clean or well-painted house, which I can do, but really my skills I think in startup are more in like nobody in your service area knows about you. 
what are like the 112 things you got to do to shout from a megaphone, not to your entire service market, but just to your ideal customers, right? And so every business I start starts with an ideal avatar. We draw up in detail who we are on earth to serve because we're not in for everybody just because you know you own a house doesn't mean you're even our ideal market right are you in our target market area do you fit our profile um what postal codes or zip codes are you in uh what do you do on the weekends what's your household income uh what do you do in your free time like we've mapped out almost to like a creepy amount, right? My wife thinks I'm weird and, and creepy on this level of data because I map out in such detail what I think, what I believe our ideal customer is for my cleaning business. And I also have an ideal avatar for my coaching business as well, right? I'm not on earth to go serve everybody. I'm after a very specific person between, you know, X and X amount of revenue who struggles with problems A, B, and C, who wants outcome A, B, and C from their business, boom, that's someone I want to be getting on a call with and educating them on, you know, the, on the options here. And that's why this year I've really turned a bit of a corner in my coaching business saying, Hey, this isn't like an eight week or a four month boot camp. I'm looking for people I can work with for multiple years, like a three year type of agreement where, hey, instead of you spending, you know, $100,000 to buy a franchise and pay a 14% royalty, hey, actually work with me instead. I won't take any equity, no royalty. You work with me as long as you're getting value. Because for me, I've been on the wrong end of a franchise deal and it's not fun. Um, business, in my opinion, needs to be fair on, on, you know, it needs to be an equilibrium and fair for both parties. And that's why I've made content around this for franchises. I think they're great at selling franchises, but they're not so great at supporting the franchisees and coaching them along. And so that's really more what I'm passionate about is coaching entrepreneurs in the service space to be the best they can be and grow the best business they can. And I just think the franchise model, personally, it's more of a dinosaur model. And that's why I wanna compete with it, with saying, hey, keep your royalties, keep your equity. I'm not interested in that. I know the margins in the home service business. I'd rather equip you with tools, hold your hand to put these into place and not ride on this passive royalty fee till, you know, till I, till I die because I just don't think that's super fair. And so for me, the big win, like the ultimate flex is seeing my clients succeed. And I wanna go on a road trip across the country in five years time and see, you know, 600 different businesses that I helped grow, uh, you know, from an owner operator into like a full fledged system. Like for me, that would be a huge, huge win in what, what I wanna work on. So um, yeah, so that's kind of getting besides the point, but you gotta start with an ideal avatar. You gotta map out what are our marketing channels? What is our battle plan? How are we going to be getting jobs? What is our sales process? Um, it, it all is just so important and it comes at the root of like building your brand. And so when you say, hey, I'm not gonna be in the truck, I'm gonna hire a service technician to do the cleaning or the painting or whatever it is that you offer, you're literally bought back eight hours to say, I'm not gonna make $30 an hour on the truck, I'm gonna actually value my time at $50 an hour and go out and market or go out and sell, right? And go and sell high ticket jobs for my company, go represent my company. And I think a lot of owners, you need to learn 
sales and marketing skills or you're going to be like dead in the water. And all the more importantly, now in 2022, you can't just go hire a digital marketing company and put your marketing on autopilot, right? There's there's enough crappy digital marketing companies. You got to know your numbers in the business as a business owner. You got to know those key metrics, like I said, and you got to know what kind of return you should be expecting for your money invested. And that's in everything, right? In uh, EDDM, in postcard mailouts, in email campaigns, in phone calling campaigns, in social metrics, in digital marketing campaigns. Like the world in marketing and sales is changing so fast that you need to have a front row seat and have your seatbelt strapped on because it's going so quick. You need to know as a business owner uh, what you need to be focused on in sales and marketing. And you need to know your numbers from a sales and marketing standpoint Otherwise, it's going to be a really tough time in business for you. And like personally, I believe a lot of business owners are just throwing mud at the wall. And you're like, honestly, just seeing what sticks, right? You're like, hey, we'll give this a go. Let's see how that goes. Let's do this. And there's an element of that when you start your business, like you should be testing uh, for sure. But I think at the end of the day, your ideal avatars are in ideal target neighborhoods with dual household income between X and X you need to like be spending your time lingering in those neighborhoods both offline like when you're doing the job there's a number of marketing things i teach you can be doing but also like online as well right where does your avatar hang out online are they in neighborhood facebook groups like you need to join those groups and start getting friendly with your ideal avatars and figure out how they think because i think a lot of service business owners sell to their ideal avatar with uh, the service business owner's wallet in mind, right? You might think today $200 is a lot of money to get your windows clean, say, and you're like, man, this person would never pay $300. When you're talking to an ideal avatar who's in a $1.5 million home and has a membership to the country club and a lake home, like $300 to them is literally like $14, right? It's like that level of scale of like, do you want to you want a meal at McDonald's or do you want to get you know, your windows cleaned. It's that level of like, ah, oh, what the heck? Let's just do it. So we get in our own heads for when we sell. And this is again, rabbit trailing, but it's just like that level of depth is what I'm talking about with sales and marketing. That's what you need to scale this thing up. You can go out and pass out flyers and put some signs up um, and door knock and get to 10 or 20K months. Absolutely no problem. I've done that a number of times with my painting businesses, but to get this thing taking off at scale, to scale the six figure months, you've got to really know your numbers in marketing. And, you know, the last thing you want is spending, you know, doing in revenue $100,000 a month and you're spending like $31,000 a month on marketing, right? Say goodbye to your entire margin. Personally, I don't think you need to spend more than 10% of your overall revenue to grow this business. I've never spent more than that. And that's why I say it's not needed. Um, there, there's a lot of great ways on earth you can go and break the bank with marketing. You've got to get creative and you've got to look at return and you've got to look at ad spend and you've also got to look at predictability, right? You, I don't want to be coaching you in a marketing method if it goes against your core values, if it's not congruent with who you are as a person, that means it's not gonna be predictable, right? I could I could beg you to go out and door knock and you'd get four, five leads, but it's not gonna be a predictable source of revenue because you're gonna hate going every time. 
and you're not going to keep it up. So it's not sustainable. It's not congruent with your values. And so you've got to really figure out, hey, these four ways are going to like be the bulk driver of my business leads. You know, they're going to, it's 80-20, right? You look at, you look at 10 different methods. It's really going to be two or three of them that are really going to bring in 80% of your business. You got to figure out what are those going to be. And then you got to set a game plan so that you can actually be doing those. Okay. So quick review. Number one, we've got to get you off the truck. Two, we've got to pivot your time, your mindset into thinking like sales and marketing wizards in order to scale this thing. Okay. And I could go on and on, but I'm going to give you one more here before we wrap up. And that is you've got to create a bombshell vision to attract great people on your team. Okay. Again, hinting at number one, you get off the truck. Business is a team sport. The only way, in my opinion, to align amazing talent on your team is to come up with an amazing vision. And so even if you have one, two, three, four employees right now, I would hang up this podcast and on the calendar, I would set vision meeting 2022 and put that this year for June, July, August, September, whenever your team this year is at peak capacity. Some of you run seasonal businesses and you might swell up to like eight or 10 employees and then shrink down to like two or three in the winter. You want to host this meeting, this vision meeting when you've got peak capacity for people. So summer months are usually really good for that. Spring's usually crazy. So I usually like summer when we get a chance to catch our breath, you're going to book like a two hour vision meeting. And this is literally what I did, right? I made a short PowerPoint show of where the company's going. I hired a graphic designer on Fiverr. I spent like seven hours of my personal time actually drawing up where I believe this business is going in three years. What does it look like? How many trucks? What's the organizational chart? What's the management roles of leadership? Uh, how many, you know, what are we going to do for charity? How many Google reviews are we going to have? Like literally just close your eyes, open up pages or Microsoft Word and just start typing, like type your wildest three-year dream for this business. And you're going to find out pretty quick, wow, I'm going to need to get people on my team. And so I've said this so many times and I'll keep saying it is that where are all the good people is what we whine about on Facebook. No one wants to work. It's because I think like I would ask the question as an employee, where's the big vision? Where's the, where's the great vision that I could join? Where's my seat on the bus? Where could this thing go? And too often, more often than not, service business owners, it's like I'm driving the car for my future and my family and just like try hold on because I don't really know where this is going. And like you can sit anywhere in my bus, but I don't really know what your role is, right? Before we start that road trip, we need to say, hey, we're in charge, we're driving the car, I get it, but we're going to need key people on our team, okay? Look at this awesome position over here, and then there's this one over here, you could be doing this. And so I think if you got a choice here, right? You stay small, you stay an owner operator, you do your 200 grand a year, you go to Mexico every winter, awesome, that's option A. B is you scale this thing up to a significant enough level where you can have a team of leaders join your company, right? You got, in my opinion, you got to be over half a million dollars. You got to be 750, a million beyond that to get key people on your team that aren't necessarily revenue generating technicians, but can actually grow through the ranks of your company and actually take leadership in your business. And that is the quickest way to scale the business is literally, I could have made this podcast 10 seconds, like grow leaders within your company 
and you're going to, oh, how do I do that? David sounds all good and dandy. Well, you do number one and two. You get off the truck. You literally go crazy on sales and marketing. And then you go and get um, a great vision. Type it out. Host a vision meeting. Get pizza. Get pop. Make it fun. Get your team there. Pay them for it to be there. And just go to the front of the room and talk, even if it's one person, and just tell them, this is where this thing's going. And that is how you get great people to be on your team. And then like, if there's a fourth point to this, I would literally say is just be an awesome boss, right? Be somewhere where people want to work, take care of your people. And like the best marketing, the best business advice in the whole world, I think is in the Bible is just literally the golden rule. Do unto others as you'd want to have done to you. Done, mic drop. Like literally, that's the best way to grow any business on earth and just to get people around you and have influence and be a leader is just treat people how you'd want to be treated. Don't rip them off. Don't chase a quick buck. Don't try to pay your people less. Like have such a big mindset. You're like, how could I pay you more, right? A key employee, a key person on your team is going to be asking, how can I get more responsibility? How can I help you grow this thing? How can I make your life easier? Those are the people you want to be pushing into, you want to be building, and you want to be mentoring. So those are just some thoughts there, guys. I, I feel like I got everything out I wanted to say on this from a macro level. Now, obviously, there's thousands of intricacies and workings that go into each department. Like I said, like, hey, get off the truck. Like, you could build out a mind map of like the 50 things that got to get done to do that from like employment agreements to checklists to how you do the service to standard operating procedures to scripts. And then you do the same thing, sales and marketing and kind of touched on that on what are different levels to how do we actually go out and make a vision, right? And so all these things work harmoniously together. And I think that's why growing a business is so difficult is because you've got to do a lot of hard things at the same time, right? It's hard to get off the truck. It's hard to go shout from megaphone about your brand. And it's hard to get people swept up in your vision. And I think that's why the vast majority of businesses don't make it 10 years. And most of them don't even grow beyond the owner um, because it's just incredibly difficult. So I don't want to make this podcast and say, oh, here's the three things you do. Bada bing, bada boom, you're done. But what can make it better is actually getting in a supportive community, working with an expert. Like I said, you could go look at buying a franchise, right? It will probably increase your chance of success, but you're gonna have to marry yourself to royalty fees and staying in the franchise system. So you just gotta weigh it all out. And at the end of the day, don't let anybody, including me, tell you what your business should provide you or what it should be. You've gotta do some soul searching this year and actually say, do I want to get this thing to 100K or 200K a month? Or should I just have this thing cruise at 30K a month or 50, like whatever it is? I think you got to just pick it um, and build your business to go towards that. And also know like deep in your soul why you chose that mark, right? If someone said 100K a month, it sounds a little bit too round of a number to actually be a thing, right? You might want to distill it down into like a more specific a more measurable and more tangible goal. And that's going to help increase your chance to get there. But ultimately, you got to figure out what this business is going to provide you and what you want to get from it. But these are my ninja tips for today for how you can scale this thing up. And again, whether that's a 50K a month, 75 or 100, whatever it is, 
these are key building blocks that you really need to be focused on as you scale your business. And we're coming into spring right now, like as the time of this release of this episode, what a better time to be practicing these skill sets as uh, as an entrepreneur in your service space. So um, yeah, we'll wrap up there, everyone. I really hope that this one landed. I hope that it brought some value for you today. And again, I produce this show for free. All I ask is that you share it with a friend or if you haven't done it yet and you're on an iPhone and you're pulled over not driving, literally just go and take the 36 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts would be incredible. Those of you who've done that, super appreciate you. And overall, I just appreciate you for listening to me for this last you know, 30 minutes. Time's our most precious resource. And the fact that you listen this long obviously shows that this thing landed with you. So really appreciate you listening. Look forward to bringing you more value as we keep carrying on this year. And take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.